This is the Man in a Room podcast. This is Man in a Room. It is a podcast. A podcast. You're listening to Man in a Room. Hello and thank you for joining me for this episode of Man in a Room. How's it going? How's your week been? My week's been alright, nothing to really complain about, per se. You know, it's just a bit bit hot at the minute, and then sometimes it rains. Sometimes I have to sleep with my fan on. I don't like doing that too much, because, well, it burns electricity, part one. And also because it's very noisy. But the white noise can be helpful sometimes to sleep. And uh, I wonder to myself, why, why talk about this at the beginning of the show? There is no reason, um, it's just something I wanted to share with you. Um, so I had this random memory come back to me quite recently, and I wanted to share it with you. Uh, I've actually done a little bit of research for this as well, because, you know, I'm trying to make this better than what it was. And I've actually asked around for my family's memories of said memory, just so I can get more of a scope, because I was quite young when it happened, you see. So the story goes, when I was young, my mum bought me a book. This book was bought for me from a jumble sale. And, uh, you know, it's just 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 a, a comedy book from the 1970s. And as we all are all aware, 70s humour doesn't really date that well, especially when it's like from the carry-on movies. As years have gone by, I've really gone off carry-on films. If you're not aware what a carry-on film is, carry-on films are basically a bunch of innuendos strewn together, uh, by risque outfits and slightly questionable either characters or whatever. It's, it's very of its time. It's a little bit like nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Aren't we being filthy? Ha ha, but not really because we're not really saying what we are doing, but we're not. You know, that kind of stuff, you know. I hate innuendo now as I'm older. Really, really hate it. Um, I won't go into that right now, but innuendos, ugh. Although, funnily enough, I love, um, what's his name? I've loved him so much, I've forgotten his name. I can picture him right now. Kenneth Williams, there we go. I love a bit of Kenneth Williams, but then he also didn't like the innuendo stuff either, even though he had to for to make a living, really, unfortunately, because he was much wasted in the carry-on films. Anyway, let's not get into that. We're not here to say about how Kenneth Williams was, um, you know, a, a slave to the uh, carry-on films and all that kind of stuff, because he kind of was. Um... But anyway, uh, my my mother brought me a book, brought bought me a book um, from a jumble sale, secondhand, and it was called Barbara Windsor's Book of Boobs. Now, on the front cover, it had a picture of Barbara Windsor in like a in her underwear, undoing like a little bow, just a, just a, near her chest, like oh my boobs, you know. But the thing is, that's not what it was. That's not that's not what it was. It was not that at all. It was using it in the, the tense of, oh, you've made a boob, or you silly boob, or you foolish boob, you boob, he-man, all that kind of stuff, you know, to make a boob, you see, so that was the joke, that, you know, that was supposed to entice people in, Barbara Windsor's, you know, oh, you might see Barbara Windsor's breasts, no, it's just a bunch of uh, little skits and silly, like, I don't know, satire, and all that, it's, you know, it's all that kind of stuff, you see, it's, it's all harmless, bit seaside postcard. That's the best way of describing it. Carry on films a seaside postcard. Um, 
you know, the little uh, raunchy little things like, oh, kiss me quick, hug me slowly, all that kind of stuff, oh, and squeeze me slowly and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, it's it's very English, um, but doesn't date very well. Um, but anyway, so I was bought this book and I must have been maybe eight, nine, potentially. I just want to just clarify, there was nothing sexy in that book whatsoever. The title was a little bit risque, but other than that, nothing was sexy with it. Um, so that's the story, but the story does continue a little bit because what happened was I love my book. And I love flicking through it and all the sort of the cartoons and you know it was just it was funny. And uh, I took it to school, not thinking much of it because my mum gave it to me. So yeah, it's not that you know not not that it's not bad because you know. So I took took it to school, showed my friends. They all thought it was funny. They thought it was hilarious and this kind of stuff. And I remember um someone sort of like took what's the word they they I don't know, they, they they took offense or they, they they took it as something it shouldn't have been and they told the teacher on me they told the teacher that i was carrying around a book called barbara windsor's book of boobs and um so we went to a morning assembly and um my form tutor miss morgan took me aside and she said you'll notice that something has been taken from your bag uh, we'll be telling your parents and all this kind of stuff. I went, okay, whatever. I thought, oh, I'm really in trouble here. I was like, oh, what am I going to do? I'm in trouble. Um, and um, so nothing much really came of it. So I went home expecting to be told off about this. And my mum was all like, so they took your book off you and um, they rang me up to say that they've confiscated a book from you and all that kind of stuff. And then she said that when the teacher rang her up, she said, well, as soon as it comes here through the post, he's going to get it back. But he just won't bring it into school. And it was funny because it was the first time in my life where a parent has overridden a teacher, to my knowledge. Because imagine going to school and being scared of teachers, not scared of teachers, but, you know, very sort of, what's the word? Um... You respect a teacher in a certain way, like you have your teachers, you have your parents, that kind of stuff. You know, they're they're the the figure that you're supposed to look up to. For my parents, well, one of my parents to override that and laugh at it and be like, "Well, how stupid is that? That is dumb." I was like, "Wow, that's the first time." I was like, "Well, this is this is." uh, It just opened my eyes, and you know, it it was one of those moments in my life where I was like, "Hmm, maybe things aren't quite what they seem." And um, or just a clear, uh, just a, a, like a little detail about the book. I wrote this down because I haven't got the book with me right now because I think it was still at my parents' house. Uh, on the front cover, it said, "My boobs will give everyone hours of fun." Um, I can understand why there was a mix-up on what it was, but my uh, my uh, mum said, oh, "I bet they're looking through it in the in the staff room." And what really annoyed me is that I got it back and it had a, like a coffee cup stain on it, like the on the front cover, like a ring. And all that kind of stuff. I was not impressed with that. I still have. I have got it somewhere. I just haven't seen it for years. It's probably in my parents' attic. And I'll be honest. I can't be bothered with it. So I'm not going to bother. Um. But yeah. Um. That sort of popped into my head recently. So I was like, oh, a bit strange. But there we go. That's the memory. Memory for you there. And uh, yeah. One of them things, isn't it? Um. So yeah. Anyway, let's have a quick sip of tea because I'm a bit dry. I stupidly brushed my teeth just before I started. Oh, that is nice. This tea I'm drinking right now um, is going to be reviewed right now on this new segment 
of the show called Taro and Tea. It's a beverage and divinity. Um, I don't know if Taro is divinity or not, but um, it is in my head because it rhymes, okay? Um, so this tea I'm drinking right now is, is by the Maison Telefer. I'm probably messing that up. I don't really speak that much French. And it's basically translated to sweet apple. It's a sweet apple infusion. It tastes like apples. It's really hot. It's really nice. And I like drinking it. <sighs> Lovely. That's still a bit hot. But that's fine. We'll come back to that in a second. Go on to the, you know, the other part of this portion. is the tarot. Now, I don't claim to be a tarot reader. Nor do I know much about tarot. But how hard can it be? So what I'm doing now, if you can probably hear me or not, this is like a, if you can hear me or not, I don't know. I am shuffling, shuffling the cards. Right, so what I'm going to do, this is for uh, the coming week that is coming up, right? Unfortunately, if you listen to this at a different time, well, it won't mean anything. Probably won't mean anything if you're listening to it currently. So it's fine. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to take three cards as they are. Right, there we go. We've got three cards. First one here is for the the week that's just gone. So uh, I see here we've got, uh, a, this, I believe this is the Seven of Cups. And there's a gentleman there who's in, in a shadowy figure at the front. And he's looking at these cups filled with riches, including like jewellery. There's a snake, a serpent, let's say a serpent, because it sounds more mystical. Some sort of wreath. Um... <clears throat> what appears to be a dragon a house and a head, a severed head. He's looking a little bit startled, so it's like, oh, all these riches that could be mine or were mine, and look at all this stuff I've got, isn't that cool? Um, but he's shadowy, so it could be like, from the, it's from the past, so there we go, that's what, we, that's what we're saying, isn't it? Right, so that was the week that was. Um, so then we've got here, uh, this is a man here, he's got, it's the sixth, Six of somethings. They've got six sticks here. Uh, it's a man on horseback. Um, he's got legs that go down. Um, and there's a horse um, there as well. And there's also another wreath. So the wreath is actually in it as well. Ooh, there's a theme here. So oh, this part here, this bit is for right now. This is the present. So we look back on the 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 cups, and our present is uh, a man with a load of sticks. Uh, with one of the things from the cup on his stick. Ooh. So what that could mean is that he's, um, you know, he's got, maybe he hasn't got what he wanted in life, but he's got something that he wanted. Um, it could be the same shadowy figure. We just don't know, you know. But, you know, he's got some treasure, so it's not too bad. So, you know, what you could have won, what you did win, and the future. Oh, it's judgment. Judgment. So this is uh, what appears to be an angel. Uh, it's, it's got the numbers 20XX on it. It's a, basically a, an angel with a trumpet. And it's got the, um, what's that called? The, the England flag. You know, the England flag, the St. George's cross. And uh, it's looking down on the people. Uh, with They're all naked in boats, it appears. Or I think it's boats. I can't quite tell. But it's down to my interpretation. So what are you going to do about it, huh, buddy? Um, as an angel with a trumpet, uh, judging the, well, I think they're welcoming the judgment of, uh, like, just give us the judgment. They're looking up at the sky, be like, oh, look at the judgment. 
So yeah, so basically, look at what you could have won. This is what we did win, and just accept. I would say it's more acceptance, really, acceptance of the judgment of what's going on. So that's the tarot part. So we've got the tarot and the tea. Tarot and tea. It's a beverage and divinity. Um, I don't know how long this will last. That's a hot cup of tea. Lovely cup of tea. So basically it's got a nice sort of cinnamon overtone to it and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, I like it. It's all right. It's one of my favourites. Uh, another one next time. I'm going to have a quick break and I'll be back after this short thing. If you have any thoughts, comments, or questions, please do not hesitate to send them to show at maninaroom.co.uk. Do you know what I really enjoy doing now? Rock, paper, scissors. Oh, love it. I don't know what it is. I went for a massive phase of it when I was a kid because that was like a fun thing to do. It's like, okay, ready? Rock, paper, scissors. And then you're like, you know, or you, there's different ways of doing it. You do it behind your, your back. You can say ick, ack, ock. You can do all these kind of like, it, it, it literally, so much car journeys were killed just by doing rock, paper, scissors. And it's funny because you actually get to know the way certain people play. Like you try and guess what they're going to do. And that's always fun because, you know, there are people who play rock, paper, scissors just completely like tactically, but just don't. I, I don't recommend that. I recommend just playing it the way you want to play it because it's just, it makes it more fun. You know, it, it, it gets people to guess. Like there's a certain amount of, uh, an element of randomness that people can't quite understand. And although I, I saying that, you know, it's very difficult to be completely random. They do say the only way to be completely random is nature. And that is when leaves fall from a tree. And they they literally will never fall in that same way or order again. So that's like that's complete randomness. Is leaves falling from a tree, uh, although they may be they may make up some sort of degree of pattern because of the way they fell, but that's completely random. Um, the human brain isn't as random as that. We can't be that random. I think computers can be quite random. I think they can be quite. They can be random, but the human brain isn't capable of ran, randomity. Is that even a word? Randomness. There we are. Um, and that's actually quite fascinating, I find, that the human brain uh, tries to be random. I actually remember when I was at school, it was fun to try and be a bit random, you know, because that's the, that's the sense of humour. I, I grew up watching Monty Python, and there was other stuff like uh, Smack the Pony, which is all a bit more surreal and weird. It's not the unusual, the way things would turn out on the screen. Another one called Big Train, which to this day I absolutely adore. Um just for the horse putting the makeup on to uh, the way you look tonight. I love that. That It literally just... I showed my sister it the other day and she thought it was really funny. She hadn't seen it or she hadn't seen it for a while and she just forgot what happened. And it's just, it, you know, the randomness. But what I used to find is that people, when they used to try and be random, they'd always say the same word or the same thing. And they'd be like, oh, mongoose. Because mongoose is a funny word. And no one's expecting me to say mongoose. Um, because it's funny. No, it's not. Um, that used to be like one of the, the most common random words people used to come up with, which is which it goes against the grain really of it being random. But it's the same with rock paper scissors. You see, you're trying thinking, okay, so I need to do this. I need to do this. So what I do, you know, my randomness is that I'll just keep doing the same one over and over again. Like, okay, have this is random. Dish, dish, dish. Yeah, I'm still beating you. Isn't that funny? Um. Until they catch on that is paper. So I'm doing rock continually. They'll start doing paper. 
Um, and then it's like they, they, at some point they're going to expect me to change, but I don't. Um, and I found this little trick uh, when I've been playing rock, paper, scissors with my niece. My niece is seven years old. And it's funny because whenever you try and play rock, paper, scissors with a kid, they don't overthink it. They literally just they are literally more random than we could ever think to be because they're, they're young. They don't know about the whole tactics of rock, paper, scissors and all that kind of stuff. And uh, yeah, it's actually quite um, it's quite interesting. As adults, we are we are conditioned to overthink and it's very it's just it's a very weird thing to think about really isn't it although what i quite like about rock paper scissors and i think it's the one of the main reasons why pokemon worked so well um is because um it's about it's basically rock paper scissors uh like you have uh i don't know if you've ever played pokemon but it's a computer game uh based on rock paper scissors and you get different um monsters that fit in your pocket and they, you've got like a fire one, you've got like a grass one, and you've got a water one. So the idea is you've got the fire one. Uh, the fire one can be beaten with water, but fire is very good against uh, against grass, you see, because grass burns, you see, it's quite good. That's how that works. But then you've got water. What's good against water? Grass, apparently. I don't understand what that's all about. But then um, you've also got... Uh, yeah, but it works out. There's like a little. Th- I, just, I lost my train of thought on that completely because I was just trying to explain. Like you got fire burns grass, grass cuts water, water dampens fire. That's how that works. And um, there's obviously there's, I think it's like at the time there was like 15 types. Now there's like a million different types, and I can't keep up with it. But there used to be a certain amount of tactics involved, and it used to be quite good. Um, and uh, now it's just they run it into the ground, and it's not it's not fun anymore. And rock, paper, scissors, she needs to make a comeback. Just keep it simple. I would say just do that. Keep it simple. Um, because that way it's just better. Because overcomplicating stuff, overcomplicating stuff basically means over-egging the batter. And I don't know, I've lost my... I, I, I don't know what I'm even talking about anymore. But let's put it this way. Uh, your task, should you choose to accept it, is to play at least a best of three ideally a best of five game of rock paper scissors with somebody okay let me know you get on let me know how you how you felt when you did it let me know how uh the person who you played with like you can literally be like rock paper scissors and people will just jump straight in that's a general rule i found uh, because everyone knows the rules and all that kind of stuff i'm not going to talk about the big bang theories rock paper scissors lizard spock because i don't understand it all i mean it makes sense from what they've said in this in the show but uh the big bang theory is a show for people who think they're smarter than what they are because they're watching smart people make jokes about smart things and this is the same with rick and morty to be fair people watch these shows expecting that it makes them smarter but it doesn't it doesn't make you smarter is you know you don't understand what's going on but you're just laughing because there's a laughter track. Not on Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty actually isn't that smart. It's just it's uh, it's interesting. It's not it's in, it's intelligent to the point where you have the different ideas of different timelines and that kind of stuff. But it's all not really you know. Oh, let's go get a plumbus. Do you know what I mean it's not? You know what I mean? I, nothing against Rick and Morty. In fact, I love Rick and Morty. But people tend to think that watching Rick and Morty makes them smart, but it doesn't. Not at all. 
Um, it's just it's just dressed up fart jokes, and I think even they would admit that. Um, there are obviously some deeper level stuff as well, uh, like philosophy stuff, um, and uh, I like that element to it because actually it's very smart on that in that sense. Thanks, to the person blowing your horn. Um, on the f- deeper philosophical level, but you know, a lot of that's lost on most people. Listen to me being a big head. Yeah, watch the Midnight Gospel on Netflix. Yeah, get back to me. No, don't do that. Get back to me on the rock, paper, scissors. I want to know how you're getting on with that. Anyway, I'm waffling on now. And uh, yeah, it's time for me to go. So uh, I'll be back again next week uh, for more of this. Uh, hopefully another, another session of tarot and tea. We'll see how that goes. We'll fly up the flagpole, see who salutes it. And uh, yeah, I'll be back again next week. And until then, I'll say goodbye. Who is the man? Where is the room? It's some guy you've never heard of in a room you've never been in. For more information, head over to maninaroom.co.uk.